everybody, this is Davis over at the CFG, and I would like to welcome you to another episode of Pop Culture Gems. This is a series where we talk to amazing creators, artists, cosplayers, voice actors, and so much more. If you like the interviews we like to do uh, with these amazing guests, give us a thumbs up and subscribe to our YouTube channel, the CFG channel, or you can either go to our main website, confreaksandgeeks.com, to listen to it, or go to any podcast services out there. Today... I am with an incredibly talented voice actor. I guarantee you have heard her in an anime, video game, or cartoon show uh, show uh, recently. She uh, she was the gun toten Shion uh, Imaris in the Tales of Arise series, Futaba Sakura uh, from Persona the Persona 5 series, Jesse in Final Fantasy 7 Remake, Minot in Street Fighter 5, Catalina in Grand Blue Fantasy Versus, Chi-Lai in Dragon Ball uh, Super dragon ball super oh man so so much more i would like to welcome erica lindbeck to the show how are you doing erica i'm doing well that was a that was a a vast introduction my goodness thank you i'm doing great Doing good. You know what's funny? Like the one I, you know, the one I was going to say originally when I was writing it up, I was like, you know what? The one I should say is like uh, my favorite role that you were in was the reviewer of Sid Meier's Civilization or Sid Meier's Pirates in Hot Pepper Gaming. Yeah, that was horrifying. Uh, I do love that game though. I still love that game. <laughs> I would be like, oh my god! Like, like uh, just the reaction of that alone, of just eating that pepper, and then just talking about a game alone. Is I like, clearly don't have a very high spice tolerance. You ate sure. a whole jalapeno habanero pepper on like, and then you needed to talk about something. It's terrible. Yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah I did a uh, hot nut challenge, like with like a like a peanut or something, and I was crying to tears. So I, I don't blame yeah. you on that. <laughs> I definitely didn't feel. I know some people feel uh, nauseous. I didn't feel nauseous. I just felt like I wanted to yeet myself from the face of the earth. That's, <laughs> oh, that's what I wanted. To, yeah, I just wanted to cease. <laughs> oh, th- that's good because, like, yeah. the worst case, yeah, when it when it's the nauseous, it's when your stomach is cra- is like cramping. It's just, yeah, it's exactly. just turning. It's like no, you don't want that. <laughs> oh man, yeah. but that's good. No, but thank you so much for coming here from your yeah. like, from your schedule. I really appreciate it. Yeah, of course. Yeah, so let's get let, let's get on with this. Go, let's, let's, uh, love to geek out with you today. So. uh just tell us a little bit about, more about yourself. I mean, like, what's your backstory uh, on this? Like, what got you into voice acting? Uh, well, I have been doing theater uh, since I was young. And um, that was kind of the only thing that I really enjoyed. Uh, did a little bit of film acting here and there and, in, like, indie projects when I was back in North Carolina. Then I ended up going to UCLA uh, to major in theater because I wanted to do theater and, and on camera. I legitimately didn't even know voiceover was a thing that I might be able to do. It just seemed like such a niche skill set. And I never considered myself a person of many voices. Like that just wasn't something that I, I don't know. Um, but, uh, but anywho, so yeah, so I, I went to school for theater and uh, when I was, ooh, Oh, well, this is kind of funny. So I'm a huge, I, I should also say I'm a huge fan of anime and video games. I love playing video games and, um, and I love watching anime. And so I I saw my favorite anime of all time is Helsing. And I saw that Crispin Freeman, who is an incredible teacher, was 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 teaching when I was like 19 and, and going to UCLA. I was like, oh, he, he's teaching like an hour away. I'll go to his class. But it wasn't because I wanted to do voiceover. I just wanted to meet the voice of Alucard, obviously. Um, I ended up going and I ended up learning a lot and taking all of his classes. And that's what kind of put the seed in, in my head of, oh, maybe this is something 
that I might want to pursue because, you know, with, with the entertainment industry, it's never a good idea to put all your eggs in one basket. Um, you want to have multiple irons in the fire, et cetera, et cetera. So my senior year of college, uh, I decided to make demo reels and uh, demo reels in addition to my on-camera reel. And, um, the, the guy who made my demos, his name is Richard Tatum. He's a fantastic actor. Uh, he ended up walking me into his agency and, uh, the rest is kind of history. I started working. I was very, very fortunate and I've never stopped, you know? And I think, you know, what, once I found success in this facet of the industry, I just, I just, I just took it, took it and ran. Cause it's, it's so, it's so rare. I just feel so lucky to be able to do what I do. And I, I also think the other thing is I understood because I consumed that kind of media. Um, I understood the world that I was living in when I was auditioning for things. I think that's very, very important as someone who played video games. I understand, you know, I understand what like a MOBA is versus, you know, a third, third person adventure game or, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah, or or an anime, for example, because anime is very specific, or JRPGs, they're just very specific worlds. Um, so yeah, I hope that kind of oh. covers it. But yeah, no, that's pretty cool. Well, like, I mean, so like, uh, would you say uh, because of your exposure, like you're saying your your previous exposure and knowing like you know those kind of the genres and things like that uh, itself, uh, when it came to the time when, <laughs> excuse me, uh, when it came to the time when you were. Uh, 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 to start, you know, going through, you know, your, uh, um, um, r- like work itself, like, was it just voice acting work or did you do anything that was more like on camera at all? Or did um, you just go straight to voice acting? I kind of just went straight to voice acting. Like I wasn't really getting a lot of hits as far as I wasn't, I mean, I, I, I just didn't like, I didn't really get any traction with on camera and I, I just, I just started doing VO and I've kind of done it ever since I've done some performance capture and stuff. Cause you know, I come from theater, like I have a lot of acting training. Um, mm-hmm. I, I trained for on camera, but I also think that really lends itself well to the cinematic game world as, as well. So um, I think, I think, you know, again, like, or not again, but I, I've said this a million times because people always say, do you ever think you'll do real acting? And I'm over That's here like, of, That's kind of well, insulting. I, I don't think <laughs> they mean it that way, but it's almost as though, what I do is considered not real acting, you know? Um, and I, I, I think it is, I mean, I know it's, it's subjective, but, um, yeah, I mean, I, I didn't, it's not that I would ever rule it out, you know, doing on camera or anything like that. But I, I always said, I was like, I don't want to sacrifice my voiceover career. Cause you know, you only have time, you only have a finite amount of time on this earth to, to do stuff. And I just don't ever want to, I don't ever want my VO career to suffer for trying to you know, do something else. Um, but yeah, oh. it's definitely something that I would, would do for sure. I mean, I have been in a couple little like indie projects and things, but nothing, nothing huge. I really like legitimately, I started working in VO when I was 22, literally right when I graduated college. Like it was, I think I booked my first big job. I graduated in June and I booked a lead in an anime series in August. And then by the end of the year, I'd booked the voice of Barbie. So I was just like working constantly. And I was like, I don't have time to do anything else what um, was your first what was your first anime uh uh, do, uh it was, if you remember yeah oh i do it was ibarra naruse and capellian that was my first voiceover job it was a little viz media title and i it, literally my first voiceover job was a lead in an anime which was so scary i was i <laughs> i hadn't spent more than an hour in the booth like doing it during class it was just <laughs> it was wild it was wild 
Then you yeah. got Barbie on top of that. At yeah. the, end of all that. the Barbie Jeez. thing was was also crazy. I, I was fortunate enough to do like most Barbie projects for about two years, maybe two and a half years. So yeah, I was yeah. very, you know, a very right place, right time. I don't know. Something something was happening in the stars oh. that was like, hey, you get to do all these cool things. I was like, yay. <laughs> um, so, yeah. That is so cool. I mean, that's like, I mean, like, uh, I mean, to get, I mean, really got started from like zero to 60 already, like immediately uh, once yeah. you started getting in the business. So that that's awesome. That's great. Yeah, super fun. And, uh, and uh, I got to say, though, because I kind of have some sort of beef with you for a minute. Mm. Sure, <laughs> but, like, sure. I, Go for it. I have to say, like, but thanks to the situation that we've been in for the past two years, uh-huh. like, I've been re- I've been on a podcast kick and I saw your episode with with uh, with Song Wong in uh, oh, Pro Song Wong, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Is this so- about Majima? Yes. I want to know. I knew it. It's always yes. about Majima. <laughs> I mean, now I, I I would be crazy to not bring that up. Like, I just want to know. Like, well, you'd I will be crazy this. to not not to bring it up. Oh my god, the oh, I can't, I can't. <laughs> just because Still. I'm not horny for Majima, the world is, is so upset with me. I'm not upset with you, but I was more on the fact that, like, did you give him at least a chance at Yakuza Zero? At least, like, did you at least I, ch- had chance no. to play Yakuza I need, Zero yet? I need to play. I clearly I need to play a game with Majima. Clearly, there's more than meets the eye because everyone, anyone who knows Yakuza and or like plays it and uh, has has been in contact with this man is obsessed with him, and I just don't see it. But that's okay, you know. That's okay. Well, to be fair though, I will. I do see your side because, like, I was kind of on the same boat as you because I've only played Yakuza. Maybe the one Yakuza, the uh-huh. first first Yakuza. Uh, then I decided like a year ago to play Yakuza Zero, and then I was like, "Oh, okay, I get it now." You know, that's the kind of thing where it's like it just kind of opened my eyes yeah. with Majima. Exactly. But, like yeah. if you if you were just to look at Kakashi from Naruto, you might not understand how cool he is. I mean, actually, I don't know that that's a great example. He looks yeah. really cool, <laughs> but there's there's was always cool, dude. Yeah, you're right. You know what? You're you're correct on that one. Um. But there are, there are, I'm not thinking, I'm blanking right now. There's some characters you look at and you're like, eh. and then you play the game and you're like, oh my goodness. Yeah. You know, for me, I think I would say Jujutsu Kaisen. Um, what's his name? The, uh, the, Is it Go- teacher? Gojo? Yeah. Gojo? Yeah. I've heard, I haven't watched Jujutsu Kaisen, but. I was like, why are people melting? Oh, like, why are people I've being heard. all weak of the knees with this dude? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, people, people love him. Oh my gosh. I need, I do need to watch. I just don't have time. Listen, being an adult sucks. You don't just get it to does. sit and watch anime all day. Unless I suppose that's your job. <laughs> that's very true. That's very true. Well, okay. Well, fair enough. I just wanted to, I just wanted to see later. Like, I got to check if you did, if not. Uh, yeah. Well, the it's second definitely you caused do. a rift in, in Sangwon and I's relationship, and I need to heal it. <laughs> I need to heal it. I need to do everything I can to oh, mend. Well. At least you don't. At least you recognize where that rift is. That's all that matters. I do. I do. Once you can identify the problem, then, then, and only then can you fix it. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. And uh, and uh, when like when you actually have time to slow down and relax, like what is it that you would? Uh, uh, what is it that you do? Um, no. well, Billy and I have been on the bachelor of uh, a, the bachelor kick. So I would say we, <laughs> Billy, well, I don't cook. Billy cooks, Billy mm-hmm. cooks a nice dinner. We sit on the couch. We yell at the TV while we watch the bachelor or Cobra Kai. <laughs> Those are the two that we do. Yeah. Honestly, 
the chill or, or I'll rent out an Airbnb a couple hours away and go with some friends. That's the ultimate relaxation. I find it's hard to relax when I'm in my house and I, I, mm-hmm. I'm just thinking about the myriad of things that I need to accomplish. But when I'm away, you can't do those things. I mean, you don't have your laptop, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah, good, give me, give me yeah. a good hot tub and a view of the mountains and I'm, I'm good to go. <laughs> That's actually a good thing now, especially since things are kind of settling down and you're able to get out of the house. Oh yeah. Man, like, yeah, we haven't been going out to dinners or anything just because we didn't want to contribute to the to the rise of, of anything because the numbers in LA were really bad. I know that they're lifting the mandate, I think, as of today, but if they're oh, checking wow. vaccination cards and stuff. But yeah, I, I also used to love way back in the day, I used to love going out to dinner, going to a nice bar, getting like a craft cocktail and some really yummy food. And it just hasn't been the case um, recently. No, but I, I think, totally I think that's turning. That tide is turning, it seems. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I totally yeah, definitely. I mean, you're in the, you're in LA, I'm in Dallas and Dallas was man, in Texas, dude, Texas, they pretended as if nothing was happening, but no, I totally understand. But like, yeah, but it's, it's, yeah, I, I, I definitely understand. But uh, yeah. the whole thing is just, yeah, it's crazy. But I'm just, like I said, I'm glad that it's kind of easing down, but still it's like, still just being a little bit cautious about, uh, about it would be, it's all, it's all that you're really just needing to do. Totally. Yeah. Point. No, but, that, but having a nice glass of wine and being away from things, that's, Ooh, that's awesome. That's super <laughs> nice. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and, uh, the range of characters that you've played throughout your career, I would best describe it as incredibly dynamic because from <laughs> the, I mean, yeah. Cause I mean, you've done psychologically damaged like Futaba from uh, uh, Persona five for Nisei mm-hmm. in Berserk to the hyper and like crazy, like, you know, like Magalu and the tales of uh, Berserk, uh, Berserk, no tales. Was that Berserk? Yeah. I guess yeah. It was Berserk. Berserk, yeah. yeah. She owns a rise and Magalu's. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, there you go. And uh, like, and angsty, like, like she on. Oh my God, she angstiness was crazy. So the most angsty, sad girl JPEG over here. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> it was funny because like I, my friend and I, I like was wondering like why do I not like she on so much? It's like she can't even take a compliment. Like you tell her thank you, and she's like, it's like don't thank me. I was just doing. I'm like Jesus, calm down. <laughs> like, I know. Like, yeah. Oh man. But like I was wondering, is it difficult to get in the uh, frame of mind when playing like? complex characters just by Uh, using your voice no because it's not it's really not about my voice it's about Mm -hmm. the psychology of the character the voice Mm -hmm. is very is is very secondary in that respect at least for me when i'm when i'm creating a character i'm i'm looking at their psychology and how they think the voice kind of comes out of that i don't really consider myself a vocal chameleon i really Mm -hmm. don't i know people who can do insane things with their voices I think for me, it's more just understanding different characters because I, I do there, I do believe that there, there isn't as Christmas Freeman always says there's an emotional and a technical actor voiceover is melding the two. Right. Mm-hmm. Because if push comes to shove and you're doing utility for a video game and you have to say the same line set three times. Yes, you're going to have to figure out a vocal differentiation for that. So I'm not saying that that my, my baseline of character creation is one size fits all. It's definitely not. But for me, it is all about it. I look at how old are they? Do they have an accent? That's it. As far as voice goes, the rest is whatever comes out of my mouth. Really? Okay. Well, yeah. that's pretty, oh, that's interesting. Cause like, I was like, I was just like, man, it's like, I, I don't know. It's cause like, I'm so used to just thinking like, oh wow, this is actually a pretty heavy scene. <laughs> but, but, but if it's, if that's all that, if, I mean, you do a really great job on, t- on, on showing, on, on executing it then. If that's oh, the thank case, you. Yeah, because whatever weird voice you're doing, the character still needs to remain grounded. That is what the mm. most important thing is. So, like for Magi Lu, 
one of the best compliments I've gotten about her is that she still feels like a person. And that is the most important thing to me. It's not about the voice. It's about, do they feel real? Like, are they relatable? You know? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that that's how I feel about it. There are some technical aspects of things, of, uh, of course. But yeah, for me, it's mm-hmm. all about psychology. Can you play this character in any scene? Can you play Maggie Lou when she's you know, crying about her trauma when she's talking to everyone about her emotional trauma and abuse that she's been through, like versus can, can you play her then? And also when she's being funny, when she's hiding every, all of her pain with humor, you know, like there are so you have to be as right as human beings. We have so many different facets of ourselves that we show to the world. And you, with any character, you have to be able to show all of those facets or else you don't really have a character. You have an what emotion. What about say? Because that girl was oh, messed far, up. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, that was a that was a fun one. That one was. Who? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, was, that was a fun one. <laughs> I was like, my god, dude! <laughs> like this girl yeah. was like, yeah. Uh, so like, like in the in the, in the like psychological level uh, on her, especially on like how she basically like was as I guess you would say suicidal mixed with crazy, and then doing uh, and with all of this, and then, and then just trying to see her like try to see her as a i mean she's a very i think she's a i think she's a tricky and yet very complex character uh, uh, at the same time uh, yeah, with, yeah. All, with all this in a short period well, of time and in my like, brain in my brain i don't i don't view her as crazy i like i huh? find motivation i have to find motivation in everything that she does it's a very actory response but like for in my brain i'm like no you're not crazy you know you you mm-hmm. have motivations for doing what you're doing and what w- regardless what that is like you got to find a reason, a reason for the season, baby. You know, <laughs> like I, for example, like I do, um, I did three champs in league of legends. I did the Morgana mm-hmm. rework. I did Talia and I did Zoe. All of those characters have to interact with each other. And, and, and you can't, and you, you shouldn't be able to tell that it's the same person voicing them. And I think what's really interesting about league is what I figured out after auditioning for a million different league champs and being able to being lucky enough to perform three of them is that what is different about all of them is their relationship with death. Morgana really venerates death and she feels like, yeah, she, she understands like the weight of it, the gravity versus someone like Zoe who is younger, right? Of course. So that's technically going to make her sound higher pitched. Um, but Zoe doesn't feel the same way or, or is Talia who's younger and kind of a little scared of death. Like those are three completely different psychologies, which is truly at the end of the day, what allows me to play all three of them. And you can't really tell they're the same person voicing them. Right. That's true. Yeah, I definitely understand. And uh, I mean, and I mean, you also played uh, Jesse of Final Fantasy seven remake and um, mm-hmm. you definitely did that character justice. Thank you. Uh, in that you did a really good job on that. Yeah, no problem. And, uh, and, uh, and like, uh, were you, like were you surprised on the level of fandom a side character like Jesse received when the game was uh, oh, the yeah. game was released? First of all, I wasn't expecting there to be that much content of mm-hmm. her. I didn't. I, oh I expected God. her to kind of be in and out. Um, I like to go into everything with low expectations because then I'm never disappointed, right? So yeah. you know, like being in the game at all was was a huge was massive for me. And again, I, I n- not again, but I, I say again, when I've said something before in like past interviews or said it to other people, I had been on that game since like 2015. Cause I had to do a oh trailer. God. Yeah. That, that, that premiered at the PlayStation experience. And so I'd been on it for so long and I, and, and, and there was a video game strike. There was all this stuff happening and I wasn't sure if I was going to be even a part of the game. Like you, you really never know. So I was just, I was just honored to be on, on the game still at, at the end of it all. 
Um, and of course you're never sure how anyone's going to receive your character. Um, and it was, I mean, it was, uh, fantastic. Fantastic. <laughs> Everyone was so kind and I couldn't have asked for a better, like introduction into the final fantasy world or the FF seven world specifically. I was only surprised because like, uh, I don't know. Have you, you played, have you played the original one? The, uh, no, the original uh-uh. seven? Oh, okay. Cause like, uh, I know she didn't have one... a very big part. Some of them were like, I thought Jesse was a guy. Like when the first <laughs> trailers came out. <laughs> wow. That's yeah. a weird. Yeah. It's like literally they were, they were, uh, they were cannon fodder. They were done. They weren't even like, they didn't have any in depth of any kind of character. Like, uh, their t- team avalanche was basically there to be like mm-hmm. the sacrificial lambs of uh of barrett in them but like in yeah. this one they gave them plot and and i'm not gonna lie jesse was pretty thirsty for for cloud totally. <laughs> for, for, the, yeah. for, the, for the most part yeah. but like uh yeah like actually showed the personality more in more uh more which makes me like like this game so much more than the original yeah. uh, uh from it so i will i will admit because i used to was not a fan of, i was not a fan of seven when i uh, uh originally but, oh uh, wow! Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Well, I'm glad yeah, you're no, a fan no, now. That's awesome. Oh yeah, I'm a fan. I'm definitely a fan. <laughs> but it was a, uh, it was good. It was definitely, it was definitely a good, uh, a good turn that they did because, like, I don't know. For me personally, I love story, and then let alone, and I love com- like I love complex story that makes sense. Like, uh, but yet they don't veer off. It doesn't like you know they still kind of go to their their point A to point B, but at the same time they they still have a very good structure of what of, of pacing uh to to tell you that same said story totally, and yeah. uh and seven did an incredible job of like you know doing that as well as like you know having like side conversations side side quests and then also giving like mm-hmm. people like jesse and team avalanche to have their own little thing like oh this dude loves cats and stuff and everything yeah. and, like and be like oh here you go there you go and uh and then plus like i said that the, the, the kind of add more to that was the was the voice acting in that world mm-hmm. to make it feel like everything was live it was live and uh and like i said like you you definitely knocked that out of the park with, uh, with that you. character thank you yeah, so much yeah so it was really cool i definitely liked it um and uh <clears throat> there is a, also like one show i've recently been like showing people recently i mean okay. it's been and it's been around for a bit like about a year and then huh. and it was a hell of a boss on youtube yeah. Uh-huh. And I love the fact that you're on this uh, on this show, but then I, I was too. yeah, that show was like <laughs> Vivzy Pop is just I don't know if they can do any any wrong right now, but like they oh, are the game's doing, amazing, dude. Yeah, yeah, it's it's incredible. Like uh, <laughs> like and like and you played the Hellhound Luna in that series, mm-hmm. and yeah. um, I was surprised to see how strong. Like and and overall, like I mean, the the voice casting cast in that show is pretty strong. I mean, mm-hmm. they have really good good people, uh, like a good set of people into it. And uh, for a relatively small production, like you know, comparatively, because it's not it's a YouTube cart animated show, not like mm-hmm. you know, big big show. And I was just curious, like how how did you get tied into that project? And that like, uh-huh. did it normally go through professional channels, or was this yeah, like yeah, it did. It did that. So, so the project was Union and has always been Union, which I think is a little rare for a YouTube animated project. Uh, I know that they, because Richard Horvitz is in it, and I know that Vivian is very, um, she's been very influenced by his work, specifically in Invader Zim. So I know that she wanted Richard in it. So it did go through all the big channels, and uh, I think it was Kellen Goff that 
I know, I know the audition for Luna went out to, to different agencies, but I got requested on it because of Kellen had told Vivian, I think Erica would be really good for this. So I read on it, not knowing what it was, went in, did the pilot, you know, waited, waited. And then it became this juggernaut of a, of a project. Um, and that's, that's how that I, I've, I've, I'll say it before I'll, I've, I will say it. I've said it before. I will say it again. I thought it was a furry fighting game. I had no clue what it was. No clue. I did the audition at my friend's house. Yeah. They don't tell you anything. They legit, like everything's codenamed. Just no clue. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't make any sense on why, like I, I've heard that so many times with voice yeah. actors. Like why, why do they, like they don't even tell you what it is. I mean, I understand they don't want you to leak it to you who, whatever, but mm-hmm. I mean, you gotta, you gotta know what job you're doing. <laughs> no, you, <laughs> you don't. Know? Sometimes you just don't. Sometimes you have no idea because they want to keep everything NDA'd which I understand. I've worked on things that I literally went in to record for them and I still don't know what they were. Wow. That's crazy. Literally. Yeah. Yeah. You just got to make a choice, you know, you just (laughs) go, all right, I think this is what this is. Oh my God. Like, have you like, like, I mean, well, for that kind of situation, I mean, for, for, you said for a video game, I mean, like, I mean, gaming is probably one of the most crazy ones. The one where it's like, Oh, you need a punch. When you get punched, here's the sound effect of you getting Mm -hmm. punched and stuff like that. Yeah. Battle reacts. Mm Mm-hmm. Ooh, uh, the react! I can only imagine that, oh, that. Yeah, that that's crazy. But though, that's cool though. I mean, I like it's cool that they decided to go union. I mean, that they went professional on that. Yeah, yeah, uh, and so was my. I mean, I'm on smiling friends as well, and I know that originated from a YouTube, uh, a YouTube kind of pilot situation. That one was union too. Yeah, it's really cool. It bodes well for co- you know content creators. Uh, and uh, also, just uh, is there a role in a game or series that you were in that that you that was over uh, that was overlooked or like something that you would consider that was underrated that folks may have missed but should check out to enjoy? I mean, I think I think performance is very subjective, but one that I really enjoyed was actually Misty in Cyberpunk. I voiced a few characters in Cyberpunk, and Misty was one of my favorites. And they just she started out as this really small character, and then they just kept writing for her and writing for her and writing for her. And I got to do all these beautiful like tarot readings, and she has some really beautiful conversations with with V, and she has something very tragic happen to her pretty early on in the game. And it's just she's great. She's not a huge character in in the game, but I, I just I just really I enjoyed working on that. And Misty's I, the girl that looks like the girl from uh, from Blade Runner. Yeah, right? totally. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I still haven't played that game. I want to. Yeah. But, but, That's okay, like, yeah. Well, uh, like, I'm waiting for a video card because, like, my, I have an old video card. And oh, I just, yeah, 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 to run it. I, yeah, I really want to get it with uh, when it's high capacity. But, like, uh, I refuse to pay the money that they're that they're telling me to pay mm-hmm. for, like, a nice card. So, because uh, everything's so freaking expensive now. It's crazy. Yeah. It is insane. <laughs> like, uh, it, it really irritates me when you see like the original price for it, and you're like, "Wow, this, they, they it's literally tripled the price." And I'm just, nope. Yeah. I'm not. It's like I am not going to play that game. I'll wait till whatever. I can wait. <laughs> so I'll use my seven year old card for now. But no, have you played? Have you played Cyberpunk? No, I, I don't. I don't play a lot of the games I'm in. It just kind of takes me out of it. I'm kind really? of one of those uh, because you already like, know the, uh, no, just because I kind of, I don't know. I'm kind of, I like my involvement to just be in the booth. I, I find it's mentally healthier for mm-hmm. myself to just put a little bit of distance between myself mm-hmm. and, and, and the projects that I tend to like work on. I don't know. I don't know. No. Everyone has a different philosophy about it, but I just, I like to view it as I love my job, but it is my job. And I think to kind of like, emo- like obviously when I'm in the booth, I obviously emotionally involve myself in it uh, mm-hmm. on a, on a very high level, but 
uh, after that, I kind of like to walk away and go, okay, if there's something I'm really interested in, I will play or watch it. But yeah. You have a high library of like gaming and anime and all these different kinds of things. Like, uh, like, uh, uh, like normally what kind of the, uh, what games do you, or do you normally go into or stuff? Cause I, I know you do DB, DVD. I've pretty much only been playing DVD. Billy's trying to get me to play Hades because all the characters are so hot and the game is apparently incredible, which I do not doubt. I played Transistor a while ago. I know Supergiant's just fantastic. Um, they are. Yeah. There's a bunch of games I need to play, honestly. But I have this weird thing where I, if I ha- if, if everything is not wrapped up in a neat with a neat little bow, I will not allow myself to relax. Like I cannot, in good conscience, sit and play a video game for eight hours. That's why kind of mid pandemic, when everything shut down, was nice because I just played Dead by Daylight for eight hours a day because I had nothing else to do. There was nothing else to do. But no, I mean, that's a, no, I mean, I think overall though, I mean, like it, it makes sense. Cause you kind of want to play a game that without, without you thinking or dealing or yeah. deep, deep inside, just like, okay, Hey, I can just walk in and not care about like story and all that stuff. It's exactly. Like, yeah. Yeah. It also makes me think about, it just makes me think about too many things when I play mm. games with like, uh, yeah, it just makes me, it just, my brain gets too crowded. So <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. And, uh, like, uh, do you have any kind of guilty pleasure or anything like that that you would that uh, that you would guilty? Probably, I would say probably like Dead by Daylight. I think I have <laughs> over like six hundred hours on that game. Six hundred I mean, hours? Yeah, yeah. Dead by Daylight. What else? Guilty pleasure? Oh God, Diet Coke. <laughs> Diet Coke and yeah, Dead by Daylight. You should get sponsored by Diet Coke while you play Dead by Daylight. That'd oh be my like God, perfect. I wish. I wish. <laughs> That'd be perfect right there in itself. And, uh, like, and, uh, things have like drastically changed in like the last two years of like, you know, how VA is done, you know, pretty much, uh, like one of the biggest changes was having, you know, pro style setups at the house and such. Yeah. Yeah. As you can see my studio brick back here, which I just got like a month and a half ago. So, yeah. I've always been wondering, cause like, I'm actually, I've been debating about doing that too, but like, mm-hmm. I don't know if it like, uh, like what, what it's entailed. And some people tell me it's like like there's stipulations of what you have to do to, to get one of those in there, but that's pretty cool. Yeah. But, uh, they're really heavy. Uh, really crazy heavy. Yeah. Is that just a room? That's just like a room, right? Like, uh, yeah. is there any sound pads or anything like that? Oh, Oh no. Oh yeah. I got the VO edition. It's all tricked out. It's awesome. Uh, yeah. It's okay. literally like a grab and go booth. You just set it up and you, I have all my stuff in there. I'm literally doing a session at 4 PM in there. Do they have a like a like a where you put the computer and stuff like oh, that? Yeah. Like, is that all inside? Oh wow! Yep. Okay, yeah, it's it's pretty great, I have to say. And also, it blocks out a lot of outside noise, so you don't have to worry quite as much about that stuff. I was I was working with a vocal booth to go for like seven years though, or yeah, pretty much seven years. Uh, and yeah. I loved that thing. I just I lived in a really quiet area, and so I just recorded all my auditions in there, and then I I transferred that over to you know my broadcast stuff as well. I would love a podcast like. I'm wanting to have one for a podcast studio, like a like a room, because it's gonna because we do other two other podcasts here on uh, on our website, and then, but like to have more than because that one looks like it'd be enough for one person, but like I need something that's like big enough. They have, for three they have big ones. They have huge ones. Oh, they do. Yeah, they're very oh. very expensive. I just got the the one the the, the small <laughs> one because it does it takes up obviously the entire corner of the room. So yeah, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah, but I like, like uh, it. It's nice. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Like Billy has one well, too, so we have two. You have two? Yeah, <laughs> oh my god! Two. Yeah, we all we were like 
I was like, I don't want to have to share, like schedule the booth certain hours. That'd be wild. That's fair enough. That Well, that makes sense though, too. Yeah. So you don't have to go by either time. It's like, you just go in and do your own thing. That makes exactly, sense. Exactly. Like, would you prefer go? Well, I was going to ask, like, would you prefer going into the studio or has doing work from home? Like, has that changed you to kind of be like, you want to be more home? Like ever do, since do things at home. I will tell you ever since I got this bad boy, I'm okay with recording at home. It used to stress me out because I didn't because anytime like a plane or anything or someone walked down because I used to have a townhouse anytime like uh, the garage would slam or whatever I would be like oh it's so stressful and now this baby I don't think I've ever had to pause for anything it's it it could, also the it's a write off it's a tax write off I bought it you know last year and I'm like oh, I can write it off on this year's taxes because it's you know it's for my job so yeah. I think it's worth it. I love it. I love her. Well, <laughs> Do you have like a, yeah, man. I, yeah. I need to look into that. Cause that, that looks because like, I've been seeing more and more people get getting these things, but then at the same time, they're like, uh, yeah, make sure it's on the first floor. If you have a two floor place. Yeah. And, I literally like, thought it was going to like cave in this house. Like it is so heavy. <laughs> it's crazy. Vocal boost to go is great though. I will say like, mm. I, I, I used one for years. If you live in a quiet area, like you'll be fine. Those are great. Oh, okay. I need to, yeah, I need to, you, uh, you might need to like show me, like give me a link or something to that. That's yeah, totally. Pretty cool. Yeah, that's, that, that's nice. And, uh, yeah. all right. And, uh, I got one more question for you. Yeah. And, uh, I ask this for every, uh, every voice actor I come across here. So, like, uh, we like to do a thing at the end of the year or stuff like that. Um, like, what is one of the craziest or weirdest lines that you had said uh, uh, on the mic, uh, that you could, that, that you can remember? That's like, it could be anything that's like, it'll be weird. Anything that you can say, like, like you wanted me to say what, or that kind oh, of thing, or God. it's like, or something that's out of context, anything like that. There was something about when I did, I did Danganronpa, uh, Ultra Despair Girls, like years ago, which mm-hmm. we lovingly refer to as Dang It Grandpa. And uh, <laughs> I was this character named Kotoko, and she had, she went on a tirade about someone like eating their poop and choking on it. I could not. What? Yeah, I'm not kidding. <laughs> And I, I couldn't stop laughing. Like it was so difficult for me. I remember I was like falling against the wall laughing between takes because I just couldn't get it out. Um, <laughs> but I would also say Magi Lu's full name. Oh, that okay. was a tough. That, but I got that in one take, which is you did one take. That's one a cr- take. I couldn't believe it. Truly, never I, happens for me. Never. I don't know how you focused? How you focused enough to be like? Oh, I focused my <laughs> ADD brain for that one minute to say her name. Oh my God, Magi yeah. like. Magali must be like a really like yeah. Magali was a was a great character. I definitely loved her. Well, one of my favorite characters. Yeah, no, uh, she's great. She's a fun uh, one. <laughs> great deal. I didn't want to uh, audition for her. I was like, it? I don't know what. No, I was like, I don't know what to do with this character. And then I ended up getting it, and I was like, oh my god, now I have to actually do it. Very rewarding, <laughs> though. Very rewarding. So did you like wait when you did that when you did when you did for like was it something that just surprisingly you just decided to do last minute and then then they gave it to you or uh, it was in person auditions and the person running the auditions went just you just take a crack at it and I was like okay I'll try it's gonna sound dumb <laughs> yeah yeah well, we are our like, own worst critics that's that's the the take that is true. That is very true hey but hey right place right time I guess because I mean yeah. you, I, now like I can't even think of like. Like the way that the way that she acted, I don't know if anyone else could have done it that, that way. <laughs> Although I will say this though, because like uh, there was another, uh, I, I've said this too. Like I randomly, um, uh, like I love, like like I said, I love RPGs. I play a lot of RPGs, and uh, one of the ones I was playing was one called Trails of Cold Steel. Oh and, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I had no idea that you were in it either. <laughs> either and and then like uh so like I we have uh, I have a poster here. We have a poster because uh uh every person that I've talked to like I I don't know like I just randomly choose I choose a person to talk to but then they were a part of that in some way. So oh, like <laughs> so like like uh so like uh right now you're number Thirteen? No, you're number fourteen. Oh now. my god! Randomly uh, on this, yeah. So my friends and the, the, my crew, they, we we call it uh, like seven seven degrees of trails of like how many people can you get from this one cast and try to get all the <laughs> cast members of Trails yeah. of Cold Steel towards totally. that. Yeah, because like you played that. I forgot her name. Uh, uh, um, Vita, Vita. Yeah, uh, the radio, okay. radio, yeah, yeah. and then the the witch and all that. Yeah, I was just like, man, this is awesome. I was like. Yeah, yeah, but I know. Yeah, the only one I know of was uh, Matt Mercer and oh, his okay. wife. But other than that, but like other, other than that, I'm like, hey, I talked to Sean Chiplock. It's like he was the main dude. It's like, oh, cool. Yeah. Okay. It's like nice, no, nice, cool deal. So yeah, no, but thank you, thank you. I, I love, I love the, I love that 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 series, and you, you definitely did a great job in that as oh, well. Thank so. you. Thanks. Uh, well, uh, uh, <clears throat> Erica, thank you so much for geeking out with me. I really yeah, appreciate it. Um, this is a part where I usually like to ask, like, uh, is there like any events that you can like that you'd like to that you can announce or know any of events that you can announce? Or is there anything, uh, a place or like to promote yourself, like where, where people could see you or follow you and uh, stuff like that? Not really. I mean, I'm just uh, I'm just on like Twitter and Instagram as Erica Lindbeck. Uh, I recently did some work on Smiling Friends. I'm really excited about that. I don't think there's really anything else that I can super talk about. I'm going to be at uh, a convention, SakuraCon, in April. So I'm excited about that. Um, but yeah, I think other than that. Okay, cool. Cool deal. And uh, guys, if you like this interview with uh, with Erica, you could definitely check us out on our website, confreaksgeeks.com, uh, to check out her as much uh, amongst us, the whole library of people that we've talked to as well. Or go to our main website or go to any podcast services. We all put this on everything, Apple, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, what have you, to definitely and definitely like check us out there as well. So once again, this is Davis signing off. Y'all take it easy.